0: In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. Two years ago, um, remember what it was like when you could get on an airplane and <laughs> and not and not think about it too much. Um, I went had an opportunity to go on a pilgrimage to the Isle of Iona, um, which is just off the coast of Scotland. Um, actually. To get there, you have to take two ferries, um, one to the Isle of Mull, which is an island that has one road on it that's about a car and a half wide. So as you're going through it, you kind of have to play chicken with the car that's coming in the opposite direction. And then you have to take another ferry from Mull to Iona. And sometimes the weather is so bad that you have to wait a few days just to cross this very, this very small span. Anyway, one day um, we decided to go to the end of Iona. It's, it's the, the whole island is only three miles long, where St. Columba landed in 563. So St. Columba came to establish a monastery on the Isle of Iona, and actually it became the center of Celtic spirituality for not only that area but across Europe. It had profound effect. But when Columba arrived, in 563, he was literally running away, literally and figuratively, running away from a bloody mess back home. And his family, who was very wealthy, said, um, well, either you're going to be in the dungeon here or you need to get away. So it was a type of self-exile. If you go to the beach where he landed, I was there in September, it was freezing cold. It, the wind was blowing, it was raining the waves are crashing in on the shore and in fact there's a very special type of stone that you can fi- find there that when you look at it, it has so many layers of different types of geological materials just because they've been thrown together and compacted together over millions of years. It's not a very hospitable place and though, mind you, yes, there were Vikings at that time as well. So the this, this growing season is very short They didn't know about native plants. And I think, what in the world was St. Columba thinking in 563 when he lands there on Iona and he imagines that he's going to build a monastery and to, um, to be the Christian presence in that part of the world? And the only thing that I could think was that in that moment... The world outside himself matched what was inside of him. So clearly there was hope and promise and expectation and faith and trust because looking out on this landscape, that's what he saw. So the world we see outside ourselves is a reflection of what's inside of us. So we set the scene here, and, and Jesus is out, and it is the desert. It is late. The crowds are all there. They're hungry. They're in need. They have no food. So what is the automatic response? The disciples look at Jesus, who had tried to get away, maybe time to take some Sabbath was unsuccessful, and maybe they're looking at him, they're seeing him weary. They're weary themselves. They look and they say, hey, Jesus, it's time for these folks to go home. Jesus' response is really profound. And just as a side note, the feeding of the multitude is actually the only miracle that's found in all four Gospels, and it's actually referenced six times. All four Gospels referenced six times. So obviously, this is a really important message for us. So Jesus looks out, and he says, not, hey, y'all, I got this. Y'all go on home. Or, yeah, you're right. This is just too much. He says to them instead, we have work to do. We have work to do. So again, let's go back to the scene. We have a desert. It's late there are crowds, there's no food, so let's just get out of here. So I think kind of in the same way it's a pandemic, (laughs) we feel like it's going on way too long, there's scarcity and fear, and we want to retreat. All understandable and right. What Jesus is saying to us in in the feeding here is that we, Get to do this together. Because we know that discipleship is difficult and messy. Certainly St. Columba it was, and it has been, and it continues to be. And in this moment in the Gospel of John, his cousin has just had his head cut off. And where they were here in the desert, This is an open space. This is not like they were hiding in caves or under trees and no one would know. This is a very profound public statement that Jesus is making, knowing that the temperature in the the area was, was high. But he did this anyway. And he was living into that space that we, I think, find ourselves in now, that space between... What wasn't, and we're not certainly sure exactly what is to be. I read this past week that says we're so ready to get to the end that we don't grasp the reality of right now in our undone lives. We do. We feel a little undone. We're, we're, we're holding it together. We're trying. We're doing the very best we can, but it feels a little undone. So where is the hope in this? And the hope in this is that Jesus comes directly into that undoneness. And in that undoneness, he has an example of radical hospitality, of radical giving. Actually, yesterday morning, an older gentleman uh, walked into the house, um, was coming by to pick up something at the house and And he said, so what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm writing a sermon for tomorrow. Any wisdom? And he said, what's the gospel? And I said, it's the feeding of the 5,000. And he said, it's all about generosity. It's all about generosity. And I said, say more. I'm going to quote you tomorrow. And he said, well, it's all about giving. And when we give, we receive. When we give, we receive. So the world around us is a reflection of, Of what's going on inside of us. And if we believe this, and again, all four Gospels, six times, we are reminded today that there is feast in the fragments. There's a feast in the fragments. And maybe it is just the fragments that we're gathering up together right now. But in this Gospel, there are so many layers of miracles. Pick one. Go back and read this gospel and look and see the way that Jesus... I mean, all the things that happened that had to come about to make this possible. All the miracles. Find one that speaks deeply to you. And think about it throughout the week. For it is that peace that gives us hope. It is that peace that fills us so then we can better reach out to others. And we are reminded that God is in all of it. And that there is a feast in the fragments. Amen.